The following is a fourth hand production. 30 Brady Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of this amazing show, Jimmy Klein. Hello! Hello! And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, as you know, we take the episode, we break it down, we then show the episode other shows that have won awards, let it feel like complete shit. And tell it to go be a cheerleader. All for you, the listener. Exactly. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Season 3, Episode 10, entitled Her Sister's Shadow. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime! Oh, man, this is an iconic episode. This is an iconic episode, it is. This has got the iconic line of... It does. Jan, Jan, Jan. It's at the end. That's true. Yeah. But That's true. Say, but. Nope. <clears throat> but anywho. And I'm sure it has the iconic line, Mike. <laughs> oh, Mike, do something. <laughs> um, or, or it might have the other one, the other iconic line, Carol. Yeah. Carol, um, Alice. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Towards the end here, I kind of got teary-eyed in this one. In this one? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. I mean, no, I didn't. Was, was your apartment dry? Or? No, I was just joking. <laughs> get teary-eyed here. <laughs> so, this one is all about awards. It is about awards, yes. Do you have any... Did you earn a lot of awards or trophies growing up? Um, when I was really young, I was really into bowling. As lame as that is. What? That is yeah. brand new information. Yeah, and I had a, I, I still have a lot of bowling trophies at home. You um, still have them? I do, yeah. Like from when you were a kid? You don't throw away trophies, Tech. Hello. Oh, right. Um, But as far as awards go, yeah. Um, I got awarded a scholarship in college by the uh, one of the um, one of the Illinois representatives, um, like for the Illinois Congress or whatever it is, came okay. to one of the shows when I was in Midsummer. And um, thought I did a good job and offered me a scholarship. Oh, well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. So I got awarded that. That's How much kinda, was your scholarship for? The full ride. Oh. But I was already on a Pell Grant, so it didn't really help me. So. Oh. So, yeah. So I got awarded that. That's kind of neat, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. No, that's very neat. Super neat. What about you? Oh, glad you asked. Um, I don't know. What, what kind of awards did you get? I won like a poster contest for the whole school, kind of like how Jan did in this episode. Um, I've talked about it before. I won that mash board game, mm. but okay. <laughs> and, uh, um, just other little, I think I got a bowling trophy too growing up. Um, participation don't count tech. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I won, I won first place in a talent show once. Oh, did I? No. Oh, um, me and Ron won. No, me and Bruce saw won. I think it was a Bruce saw or was it Ron? I'm I think it was Bruce Sawhill. Bruce. No, yes, yeah, me and Bruce Sawhill won with a juggling act. Oh, fun. and our main competition was fucking cloggers. 
I remember the cloggers. I hate cloggers. It's such a, I mean, do something with your hands for God's sakes. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we won and we won a $25 gift card to Omni Music that used to be at Bird Plaza in Coco. I remember that. They also had one at the Merch Square Mall, too. They did, yeah. Um, um, I last award, well, probably not the last award I won, but the one I can think of right now is when I was in film school, mm-hmm. I won the award for an award for excellence. I was top of the class honor. Wow, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That is cool. I've won a lot of stuff at work when I worked at, at my old job. Yeah. Um, over the years, I had won a television. I won a tablet. Um, I've won numerous gift These cards. These raffles? Yeah. Well, I, I, I was always count. just really good. I always had good luck with it. I've always had pretty good luck with raffles, too. Yeah. Me and Tack were in a talent show, and we didn't win. No. Because probably several talent shows, if I can remember. Because the people that won were doing this fucking unoriginal fucking ballet dance with football players. It was fucking (laughs) dumb and stupid. I I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was funny. Entertaining, but it didn't take any talent. Like, we we did fucking who's on first. Are you kidding? Like, there was no other kid in the talent show doing the kind of shit we were doing. Like, you know how long it took us to memorize that shit? Yeah. And we did it for, we went on tour with that show, Jimmy. We, <laughs> we did, did it in a, several states. We did a fucking good job with that shit. <laughs> and we lost against a bunch of like fucking football players with tutus on. It was fucking dumb. It was kind of funny because I showed, I told my son about who's on first and right. he didn't know what it was. So I pulled up the Evan Costello bit. And then I was like, yeah, me and Jimmy like memorized this whole script and performed it like several times. And then he was like, which one were you? I was like, oh, I was. I couldn't remember which which guy was I. I don't remember their names, but I was the coach, and you were the the reporter that walks in. So I was the one that was asking the question. Exactly. Yeah. What's the guy's name on? Okay. Yep. What's the guy on first? Yeah. Okay, you don't remember. Oh, the I, script thought, I didn't know you were trying to go into the routine. <laughs> I didn't know you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what is on second? I'm not asking who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. Remember, I remember that night we recorded it, or we, when we performed it, we got, we got stuck in the naturally circle. <laughs> naturally, yeah. You thought about who naturally? Okay, all right. And it's it goes in a circle. And Tack couldn't remember the line that brings. It's a totally out of left field. No pun intended. Not my line. line. Yeah. yeah, it's totally out of left field line that comes up that brings us out of the naturally circle. And Tech couldn't remember. And Tech was visibly getting pissed on stage. <laughs> it was so awesome. I was acting, Jimmy, because that's what the character did. <laughs> There's also a routine that they did called Moby Dick that was really funny, too. That was kind of the same thing. You Drive is also another one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the te- the drama teacher, when we yeah. lost, actually came up to me. You had already moved to, uh, to Indiana because they had the uh, Emily Awards at that school. Okay. And uh, the drama teacher actually came in and apologized. She's like, you guys should have won. Damn. She's like, you guys worked a lot harder. You know, my girls, when they were in middle school, because I taught them how to juggle too. Yeah. There was a talent show at their school and there was a contest. Mm -hmm. And they decided to do a juggling contest. They did good, man. They were like, Jasmine learned to juggle clubs, but Alexis never did. But they did do ball stealing. They did all kinds of little tricks like that. And Jasmine juggled clubs. And everybody was like, ooh. Like when she started doing it, I was like, yeah. That's cool. And uh, and they also had some singers and dancers and just other kind of random little things. But you know what the first prize what the first prize award was? $25 gift card on your music? No. Okay. I don't know. It was a free 
uh, recording session in this one recording studio. What if you juggled? Exactly. He was already rigged from the fucking beginning. Hmm. So guess who won? A singer. A singer, yeah. Imagine that, yeah. And she was okay. She was pretty decent, but still, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. Like, right. Like, why would you make that the award? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just dumb. Huh. I remember these cloggers were so pissed that we lost, we won and they lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember it wasn't Kara one of the cloggers. Yeah, and then the the Heinz. Yeah, yeah. The Heinz sisters. Yeah. Anywho, anyways, I don't know how we got here, but I don't know. We've been doing this a lot lately. Just we have, off yeah, we're and just they want to hear us talking, talking about old time. <laughs> Remember that one lady when she wrote in, she's like, "I just fast forward to get all the to get to the episode." <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I understand. <laughs> all right, so let's take our first break because you know nine minutes in and we need it. But when we come back, we are finally going to get into this. So all you fast forwarders out there, all right, we'll be back. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the waste vessel, the Black Swirl. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new stories, to seek out new laughs and new absurdity, to boldly go where no sci-fi podcast has gone before. Welcome to Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. <laughs> All right. So we got season three, episode 10, entitled Her Sister's Shadow. Well, let's get into it. Facts about the episode first aired on November 19th, 1971. Written by Al Schwartz, Phil Leslie, and Ray Singer. Hmm. Three writers. Wow. May Not the Schwartz mention, be with you. Right. Not to mention also uh, Sherwood Schwartz also in there as well. Oh, okay. Directed by Russ Mayberry. According oh, Andy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> According to IMDb, although it is one of the series' best known quotes, this is the only episode in which Jan says, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And she only says it once. Jan's feelings of inferiority when compared to Marsha were heavily parodied. That's hard to say. In the Brady Bunch movies in 1995, which used the line much more extensively. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Only said one time. Hmm. All right, so you ready? I am ready. Hey, ready! We fade in. Scene one. We open up, and we are at Jan's school. Jan is handing in her essay assignment to her teacher, Mrs. Watson. Her teacher says, Oh, what a splendid title. What America means to me. Jan says, I hope the judges like it. Mrs. Watson says, I hope so too. Incidentally, I'm very pleased by the way your work has been improving, Jan. Jan says, thanks. Mrs. Watson goes on. Of course, I always expect great things from a Brady. Your sister, Marcia, was one of the hottest, I mean, the best students (laughs) I ever had. (laughs) Jan nods her head and says, 
I know you've told me. She goes on. I'm sure if you try hard enough, you can do as well as your sister. Jan says thanks and that she'll see her tomorrow. Just then, little Miss Perfect comes walking in the classroom door just as Jan is about to leave. Marcia greets Mrs. Watson and Mrs. Watson lights up and says, Oh, hi, Marcia. We were just talking about, I was just thinking, or I was just talking about you. <laughs> Jan just rolls her eyes and says, Yeah. As she's leaving and closing the door, Marcia says to Jan, Hey, wait. I stopped by to walk with you home. Jan gets some serious toot and says, I think I can do it all by myself and walks out in a huff. Marcia is left thinking and she says, gee, I wonder what's bugging her. Hmm. Hmm. What's funny is the opening shot, the establishing shot. Yeah. That's the same shot they use every fucking time they show the school. Because <laughs> oh, you see the same shot. kid at the at the bus stop. You see the same girls walking <laughs> through the field. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. And also, um, I, <laughs> I've totally gone through this. I went through it a little bit too. I've gone through it on several levels because you remember Miss Bradley, Miss Baby? Hey, that baby. I remember I never had them, but I never had her. But yes, I do know. Who she, um, is, yeah. she had some of my older brothers. Yeah. And so I remember it was like the second day of class. She's like, is, is Steve and Rick your brothers? I'm like, yeah. And she's just like, oh, like one of those kind of things. <laughs> and I had a couple of times in um, when I went to high school that, that teach, like, I think Mr. Wa- Mr. Um, who was the Mr. Okerland. Mr. Oakland, like, Please just stop yeah. talking. If you get high on pot, you put your head in the noose. That's how I remember hypotenuse. Anyways, um, <laughs> I remember a couple of times where he would just immediately harp on me if people were around me talking. They'd be like, Jimmy, stop talking. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And it turned out it's because he knew who my sister was. And my sister was a troublemaker in class. And so I got treated unfairly in school because they thought I was like my sister. It's so funny because... My older sister was Echo, who was the still opposite. Is. Oh, is. yeah. Who was the opposite? <laughs> so my freshman year, I was known that year because Echo was a senior then. I was Echo's brother that year. And uh, I was sitting in class. It was world history. Teachers going around asking people random questions that they'd all, she'd been talking about for days, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening. <laughs> and uh, just side note. I'm not the best student. My sister is a fantastic student and she like oozes success in anything she touches. So um, she's like looking at her like clipboard by his name. She's like, um, tech. And I was like, fuck. And she asked me this question. And I'm like, I'm thinking I have no idea the answer to this question. And she's like, you know what? I'm not even going to ask you. Because you're Echo's brother. You probably already know. I'll move on to somebody else. And I was like, what? Yes. And so, oh, okay. yeah. So I get to reap the rewards of being Echo's brother. Did you say rape the awards? Reap the oh, rewards. Okay. I said rape the rewards. I'm like, that's not how the saying goes. But okay. <laughs> it's a reap the rewards yeah. from being Echo's brother. Hmm. Okay. Must have been nice. Because <laughs> mine sucked. <laughs> okay. Scene two. Back at home, we see Jan walking through the backyard, in the door, through the family room and kitchen and into the living room, up the stairs and into the girl's bedroom. Jan looks around the... What's that? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It's because I was literally typing it as I'm watching it, oh, so wow. I didn't know where she was going to stop. Oh, I see. And I'm just saying, like, yeah. okay, now up the stairs, okay, and then down there. 
and in the room. All right, fine. Fuck it. I'll leave it just like that. <laughs> Jan looks around the room and sees all the awards Marsha has won. She snatches them all up and throws them into the closet out of sight and crosses her arms in disgust. Mm-hmm. Out of sight. That I wrote on here, this, this all seems strangely familiar. <laughs> From what? From another episode, like with Jan, we, yeah, we had talked about it, but it seemed that all this at this point, I was thinking, this is deja vu. I know I've seen this before. Well, a lot of these episodes seem to like they yeah, just exactly. rewrite it, yeah. but with a different kid. But I think you're thinking of the same one with Jan, where she gets the black wig because yeah. that's one of the she doesn't want to be a blonde with her sisters. Yeah, I think I even think it's the same shot of all the awards <laughs> as in that other episode. All right, scene three. Later in the girls' room, Marsha is just coming home, and she places her books down on the desk. She notices all her awards are gone. She calls for her mother and runs to her room. I don't think I would have noticed that right away. I think I think you would have. Like, what kind of like stuck-up, snobby person would walk in and look at their own awards and be like, "Huh?" Oh, no, like, it's not you know that. I mean? Like, like it's like if you were to remove that stereo and all that, like you would notice whiteness there instead yeah, of black. Yeah, of course, yeah. But that's probably how it was. But that's so a right bigger eye level. level. You know, it's it was like all gone. You know? Right. Yeah, maybe. Man. Scene four. Marsha runs into Mike and Carol's bedroom and says, Mom, have you seen all my awards? They're not on my shelf. She goes, yes, they're very lovely. <laughs> Carol says, no, I haven't. Marsha goes on, well, they were there when I left for school this morning. Carol suggests that maybe Alice took them down to dust them. And Marsha says... That must be it. Thanks. And then rushes out of the room. Hmm. Um, I mean, she just saw Jan was like getting an attitude with her at school. Like, yeah. Like, it's, I mean, she, and that's the only thing out of the ordinary for that day. Like, she doesn't <laughs> stop and think, like, well, wait a minute. I share a room with Jan and she was irritated at something this morning. Maybe I should check with Jan. Like, <laughs> no. All right. Uh, scene five. In the kitchen, we see Alice knee deep cleaning out the oven. Marsha rushes in and asks, Alice, did you take my awards down <laughs> to dust? Alice says, no, I didn't, Marsha. They're in the usual place that they were when I cleaned this morning. Marsha says, oh. So that explains why there's dust all <laughs> Did you take them down to dust? <laughs> nope. Oh. Well, that that's, why they're, that's why they're dusty. <laughs> that's why they're dusty as... They're dusty AF, Alice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Interesting. Now, Marcia says, well, they're not there now. Alice looks up at her and says, we'll find them, sweetie. Marcia goes on, a whole lifetime of achievements were on that shelf. All my years of hard work, all my awards, gone, gone, gone. Alice looks at her and says, and you never got a dramatic award. (laughs) Marcia rolls her eyes and says, Alice, it isn't funny. Alice laughs again. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and says, what about the boys? Maybe they're playing one of their jokes. Marsha thinks and says, the boys. They sure do have a dumb sense of humor. And she rushes off to find the boys. Hmm. Okay. Um, Alice cleans the kids' rooms? Yeah. Like, I feel like that should be a chore. Like... They don't have chores. Because I, yeah, yeah, I've seen Greg like fucking cleaning windows and shit. Like, but he don't yeah, clean his own room. It's all simple shit. Though. Uh, yeah. I know. I hear you. Um, also, with the oven in that location, how has she not broken that oven door yet? 
because <laughs> the oven door it, the oven door is literally like three feet off the ground right yeah the oven door is not a shelf it's not meant to be a shelf right so with the door that high off the ground and her leaning in to try to clean it if she was just simply to slip she would break the hinge oh, on that oven door yeah, yeah. so how is the oven door not broken yet maybe she has something underneath it supporting the door maybe I don't know. um did you notice when the scene started, because it starts with Marsha running into the kitchen, she doesn't run because she comes down the stairs and through the living room and into the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But when the scene starts, it shows her running from where the the dinner table is area and just runs across this way. Yeah, it was yeah, just, saying. Like she came down and like went sat at the table for well, a minute. I mean, you, can con- you can't really see the bottom of the stairs from the shop, but you can see the general area of it. Yeah. And I think it would take too long to see her run. <laughs> I gotcha. But still. <laughs> It'd be five extra seconds if we're going, hold on, I'm, con- I'm on my way. Just but, Okay. All right. Now I'm here. <laughs> right. Um, scene six. Meanwhile, the boys are out in the back driveway shooting hoops or layups or touchdowns or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Peter is trying to show off and make a basket, but misses. Greg grabs the ball and says, watch the master. And he shoots and brick. <laughs> the I didn't- fuck does that mean? <laughs> is that a sports term I don't know about? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Is it really brick? <laughs> brick. <laughs> At least I think so. <laughs> I didn't think about you having to read that. I kind of wrote that for me. <laughs> What's funny is I'm in no way playing this up. Like, I have no clue what the hell you're talking about. Like, brick. <laughs> Just double checked. I do know it was a, a hook shot like Larry Bird used to do. I do know that. Um, brick is a slang term that describes a bad shot in basketball where a player shoots the ball and it goes off the rim or the backboard and does not have a chance to go in the basket. So somebody usually we all brick, you know, like, oh, you fucking suck, you know, kind of a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've ever yelled brick is when I see one, but. Hey, why um, do you, you yell brick when you see one? I guess you're about brick, to trip on it. Brick. 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 That's a whole brick building. No, I mean, like in case you're about to trip on it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bobby gets the ball and says, watch me, you guys. He shoots the ball and nothing but net. You know what that means? Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, any questions? All of a sudden, Marsha walks up and bursts out with, all right, you guys, which one of you took him? Greg says, Marsha, we didn't take anything and we're trying to play ball. Greg shoots and it bounces and Peter attempts to get it, but Marcia snatches it from him and won't give it back. They all begin to argue. Hmm. Just then, Mike drives up in the driveway coming home from work. Mike sees all the commotion and asks what's going on. Bobby says she stole the basketball and Marcia says, I'm just trying to find out what they did with my school awards. They took them from my room. Greg says, we did not. At least I didn't. Peter says, me neither. I wouldn't touch him. Bobby says, I can't even reach him. (laughs) Mike looks at them and says, now, fellas, let's stop kidding around, huh? Greg says, honest, dad, I didn't lay a hand on him. Peter says, me neither. Bobby once again says, I'm too short. (laughs) Marcia says, well, somebody took him. Mom hasn't seen them and neither has Alice. Mike says, all right, honey, I'm sure we'll find him. And he takes the ball from Marsha and shoots and scores. Mike proudly claps his hands together while smiling at Martian. 
<laughs> yeah. Why were they trying to make baskets? I thought that was kind of... Isn't it the sport? Isn't that oh. the point of it? Um, it was just a joke because he oh. says they were making baskets. Uh, oh, they're like weaving it? Peter's trying to show off and make a basket. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's right. That's to do with, with uh, football players being professional bowlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. So when Marsha like snatches the basketball from Peter, Mm because if you watch it, like he doesn't, she doesn't actually snatch it from, because in the script it says that she's not, but Peter just like hands it. I think he was afraid like she'd get too close to him. That's the feeling I got. Like he was kind of nervous. He's like, oh, just take it. I was just thinking he was more like he's supposed to act like he's like, but like she wasn't going to get it. So he was like, oh no, don't get it from me here. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. And she's like, poop. Yeah. What I noticed was Mike drives the car with his jacket buttoned. <laughs> you know, you don't sit down with your jacket buttoned. I, I hate all jackets. Like, no, I'm driving. Well, I mean, all, right, all but I mean, come off. but if you're wearing a suit jacket with two buttons in the front, you know, like an old school one. What is this suit jacket? The second time you said that. Why isn't that jacket suit? <laughs> that sounds weird, too. Jackets? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about literally sports the- coat. Okay, that's what you call it. The, literally the part you wear over your shirt. Yeah, like the sport coat. Okay. <laughs> I just never... What did you call it? Jacket suit? No, I called it a suit, suit jacket. jacket. Because it's part of a suit, and it's the jacket. Just like suit pants, suit vest, suit jacket. <laughs> suit tie? No, that's not part of the suit. Suit socks? No. I'm just... I don't when you buy it, When you buy a three-piece suit, the pants, the vest, and the jacket all come together. Right. So the suit is the collective all three of them. Yeah, yeah. So the individual articles of it is the suit jacket, the suit vest, or okay, the suit pants. I guess so. I just, I guess <clears throat> I just never heard it called that. But okay, I get it. Makes sense. Um, but you're, what you're supposed to do is you're only supposed to button the top one. Okay. Typically, but when you sit down, you're supposed to unbutton that. But Mike is driving with like both buttons buttoned. Like, yeah. Who does that? I think the button thing is kind of whatever you want. But yeah, I would. I don't think I ever button it. Huh. <sighs> Sorry, I just gone totally on. Anyways, um, <laughs> also they love that shirt on Peter. That's like I think it's the third fucking episode in a row he's worn that shirt. All right, that mm-hmm. striped shirt. All right. Anyways, <laughs> you're like, yeah. What do you yeah, mean? Anyways, you fucking... I don't pay attention to clothes. <laughs> you mean the <clears throat> the jacket suit, the suit jacket, <laughs> sport coat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? No, no, no. Sport coat. Sport coat? Blazer. You know, like a Chevy. Blazer. There you go. I knew there was another one. Basket weaving. (laughs) I know one TV show, I can't remember what it was, but this guy called it just his jacket. He called his, uh, I think it was jacket coat, which is just weird. That's my jacket coat. All right. Scene seven. Moments later, in the family room, Carol sees Mike and Marsha coming in, and she asks, Marsha, were the boys responsible for the missing awards? Marsha says, they said they weren't. Just then, Sydney comes into the family room carrying Marsha's awards and says, Marsha, if you're through with these, can I have them? Marsha lights up and says, where did you find my awards, Cindy? Cindy says, in the closet in our room. Carol says, what on earth were they doing there? Cindy starts saying how she can scratch off March's name and put her name on the award for class president. Marsha laughs. <laughs> Marsha laughs and says, sorry, Cindy. I wonder how they got in the closet. 
Marcia gathers up her awards, and Cindy walks away. Just as Marcia leaves, Carol says, I wonder who could have done that, Mike? Mike, who isn't clueless and can do simple problem solving and deduction, <laughs> says, I don't know, honey. Everyone has denied it except Jan. Carol mm-hmm. says, but why would Jan do it? Mike says, well, that's a good question. <sighs> this one goes out to, to all the directors out there that ever, you know, took part in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Cindy is not a fucking toddler. She's not a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do they treat her like she's a fucking moron? She's not a toddler. Mm-hmm. She's like, like fucking nine or 10. Like, yeah. Like in some countries, like you're married by then, aren't you? Like, or, or working or something. So I'm sorry that irritated me. <laughs> no, I agree. Okay, yeah. scene eight. Meanwhile, back in the girls' room, Marsha is cleaning off her awards and putting them back on the shelf. Just then, Jan walks into the room with a nasty look on her face. She did, too. Marsha asks Jan, did you put my awards in the closet? Jan snaps back with, well... What if I did? Mm. Marsha asks, why would you do a thing like that? Jan turns up the tood to 11, looks her up and down like she's her prison bitch and says, because I felt like it. That's why, Mm. bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Marsha is picking up her attitude and asks, what kind of dumbass reason is that? And she says it like with her head, like her Mm -hmm. head like moves around. I want to know why you did it. Mm. Jen says, it's none of your business. Oh, bitch. Shit. And tries to walk out when Marsha says, Jan, wait a minute. Jan walks out of the room saying she doesn't care to discuss it. Marsha screams at Jan and says, come back here. Dude, when Jan was like saying it's none of your business, she's putting her hair in a fucking ponytail. Yeah, she's taking her she earrings was, out. And she's shit. taking her yeah. earrings out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to start speaking in Spanish there for a second. Um, <laughs> like, this is a rhetorical question, but is that Marsha's dresser or is it a communal dresser? I dresser? Think it's the collective communal. Right. And if, if you look at the room and you can Google this at home, maybe want, not. Oh, go ahead. There are two dressers in that room. Oh, there's one dresser between the two beds. Okay. And it's a shorter one. And then there's the dresser that we're talking about now. Well, one's like a dresser and the other one's a chest. Right. But there's three girls, which means they have no choice but to share those two dressers. Unless there's one on the fourth wall we don't see for Cindy. No. Because um, if you go back to the the show where they renovated the house. Yeah. The only thing on that fourth wall is the desk that they sometimes sit at. Well, that's what they put there, but. That's the wall. I know, but we don't know when. I'm not gonna say reality. Well, it's like that. But, the, yeah, because they, they, that's how they renovated the Brady House. Gotcha. And they renovated it per what the TV show sold, showed. Right. Um. <clears throat> so my opinion is, if it's a communal dresser and it's not Marsha's dresser, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but if Jan has a problem with it in the room, then maybe we should find another place in the house to put it, like in the den. Right. So I, I, kinda, I agree. I kind of feel like <clears throat> perhaps maybe Jan. Um, didn't deal with this appropriately, but I also feel like Marsha was maybe a little bit insensitive about it. Again, like I've I've converted the team Jan. Yeah. And now, granted, yes, Jan could have dealt with it more politely, but also Jan's younger. Um, but I kind of agree with Jan. Like, if she doesn't want them in the room, they shouldn't be in the room. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, I 
can relate to Jane a little bit in this episode as well. Um, but I think the den would be a nice place. Exactly, yeah. To put everybody's awards in. Just that shelf that mm-hmm. we see Mike working on later. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to have everybody's awards right there. So, that's my opinion. Yeah. Opinion. Opinion. Speaking of which, scene nine. Meanwhile, down in the den, Carol is, quote, assisting. There's a fucking surprise. Mike fix a shelf. Carol can hear Jan and Marcia yelling at each other and seems distracted as Mike is needing her help. Carol, without warning, just walks off to see what is the matter. Mike just rolls his eyes at her. Oh, she's helping. That's the <laughs> adorbs. But also, he has three boys and his fucking wife is helping? She got nothing else to do. She's following him around the fucking house anyway. Yeah, but all the kids are home. What, what the fuck is this boy's doing? Well, I wanna, hey, boys, I need you to come down here and help me. See how easy it was? I said it to you. But it looked like she was just holding screws for him anyway. Yeah, but uh, still. I mean, it was just like, hey, you know what? Let me look at something real quick. Uh, honey, since you're standing there, can you hold these screws for me? Yeah, yeah I, don't I guess. Know. <clears throat> it didn't look like that big of a job, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just as, as, as misogynistic as some of these episodes is. Yeah. It's kind of funny that they have the wife helping. Hmm. All right. Scene 10. Teen? See, I was oh. leaving in suspense. Hmm. Carol walks out near the stairs and Jan is coming down the stairs, still yelling at Marcia, saying, I don't have to tell you anything. Jan's surprised to see her mother standing at the bottom of the stairs, says, oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> Carol stops her and asks her what's wrong. Jan says, Oh, nothing, nothing at all. Carol says, that's that that's the kind of nothing that bothers me the most. As she pulls Jan into the den for a long talking to. For a little talking to. But long works. Yeah. Like, I, my, my only note was, wow, she almost looks stern with one of the girls. Almost. <laughs> that's almost. impressive. She, maybe quite. she is coming along. Scene. Hello. Now, back in the den, Jan mm-hmm. says... I didn't hurt the awards. Marsha always makes such a big deal out of everything. Mike says, Jan, what if it had been your awards and Marsha dumped them? Wouldn't you be upset too? Jan says, I guess, but it seems like every time Marsha turns around, they hand her a blue ribbon for something. <laughs> you would have been funny. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if Mike would have been like, now Marsha, how would you have felt if Marsha would have dumped your Oh, wait, that's right. You don't have any. Never mind. Never mind. Scratch that. You can't imagine that. Sorry, go ahead. And it's hard to imagine, but what if you had awards? <laughs> uh, Carol says, oh, now Jan. You know that isn't so. Marsha has worked very hard for those things. Jan sighs and walks over to the couch and says, well, all I hear all day long is how great Marsha is at this or how wonderful Marsha did that. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mike and Carol come over to her on the couch, and Jane continues. All those awards staring at me in the face was too much. I'm tired of being in Marcia's shadow all the time. Carol laughs and points at her. (laughs) Carol laughs and says, Jan, you're not in anybody's shadow. (laughs) And Mike looks at her and goes, seriously? (laughs) A little bit. No. Marcia is three years older than you. She should have more to show for herself. Jan, now crying, says, maybe, but everything comes so easy for her. Mike, finally about to add some wisdom, says, Jan, come on. Come on. You have to be realistic about this. 
Nobody has smooth sailing all the time. Carol says, that's right. Marsha has her disappointments too. She doesn't always win. And wouldn't you know it. That's right, because she wasn't head of the cheerleading squad. That's right. Kathy beat her out. That's right. And wouldn't you know it, little Miss Fucking Perfect comes running in there to the den and says, hey, guess what? I've just been made editor of the school newspaper. <laughs> Carol and Jan just look at each other. Mike cracks a smile and says, well, that's just fine, honey. Cool. <laughs> Carol says, that's great, Marsha. Marsha says, I've got to call Jennifer. She'll just flip. And she runs out and exits the den. It would have been funny if Jan would have been like, see? Well, see what does. I'm talking about? <laughs> Jan sighs and says, see oh, what she, I mean? Oh, she does. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> she wants to be editor. Boom. She's editor. Carol, trying to be supportive, says, Jan, you're really not being fair. You know Marsha's been working on that for months. Now, look, honey. If you really feel like you're in your sister's shadow, then do something about it. Go buy a wig and wear it to a party. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> if you don't like your personality, then... Ch oh, wait. Get out and develop your own talent, if you my cats. What? If you have any. Yeah. That's right, Jan. Some of us are good at one thing, and some of us are good at another. Carol says, it's like your father and I always say... For the first time now, but we have said it. <laughs> Find out what you do best and do your best with it. Jen wipes a tear from her eye and says, maybe you're right, but what can I do best? Mike says, well, if you keep your eyes open, I bet you something will present itself. Hmm. I think I think Eve Plum might, may have method acted on this one because I... Hmm. Just because she seemed really genuinely upset about this. And I got a feeling she's probably, at this point, kind of jealous of Marie McCormick. I think so, too. So I think this scene kind of, because they're maturing now and they understand, like, you know, emotions and stuff like that. And I got a feeling this probably hit home with Eve Plum. Like she's probably Possibly. really tired of being in the shadow of Marie McCormick. It's funny because I actually thought the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. But then reality hit me. And so, can you imagine me being, like, her parent or something like that? I'd be like, Boo fucking who you're on a fucking hit TV show exactly. and famous yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have a million dollars in the bank. She's making more money than her parents are. Right. So yeah. <laughs> like, oh um, no, another actress <laughs> is hotter than me. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> um, but also I have a feeling that Carol or the girl who played Carol probably had a better relationship with Eve than, than Mike did. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, <laughs> I can't remember their names. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, actors or characters? Uh, actors. Barry Williams. No, oh, the mom and dad. Oh, sorry. Uh, Flo Hen. Yeah, Flo Hen and Robert Reed. Like, yeah. I get a feeling that Flo Hen probably had a better relationship with Eve Plum than Robert Reed did. Mm. Because the way the scene, and you kind of allude to it in your notes, that the way the scene um, plays out, uh, Flo Hen just kind of hits it better. You know what I mean? Well, that's my notes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Good. <clears throat> so well, I got to hand. I'm, might as well not now. Fucking Jimmy. <laughs> now I so say you got to hand it to Carol. Yeah. I think she won this one. She gave better advice than Mike did. Mm -hmm. Seemed like Mike was letting her take the reins on this one, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason why she won, really. Because Mike that's was like, true, you know yeah. what? You got this. I'm just going to stand go. over here and be like, hey, come on now. Mike's like, you're a fucking daughter. You do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I had to deal with the fucking car thing, didn't I? <laughs> scene 12 next we cut to 
a sign at school that reads pom pom girl tryouts Friday, 3 p.m. Jane is standing there reading the sign with her friend and says, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for, Katie. Hmm. Katie says, hey, I think I'll try out for pom pom girls, too. Hmm. Jan says, I'm going to start practicing right after school. That's one thing my sister's never done is be a pom-pom girl. Mm. Katie says, oh, you have one of those sisters too? Jan says, have I ever? I'll show her. So what was up with these shots? I don't remember. Okay, so the audio was terrible. Oh, I do remember that because I think I made yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first initial shot was the two of them together, including other classmates or whatever. In the oh, background. this is the one that they recorded in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, it sounds like you. There's a lot of reverb. Yeah. And then it cut to individual shots of the two girls. Yeah. And it looked like it was just like pickup shots. It yeah. was probably and days sound, later. Yeah, the sound found sounded fine. It was just was, uh, it was weird. My first note literally says, holy shitty audio, Batman. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> um <laughs> pom-pom girl is that like a cheerleader kind of i think so yeah. like what's the difference between a pom-pom girl and a cheerleader because in a previous episode they referenced cheerleaders i think because she's in middle school maybe so they're pom-pom girls in high school maybe. they're cheerleaders i don't know hmm, well. anyways all right scene 13 back at the house in the kitchen we see alice sitting at the kitchen table cutting up newspaper into strips greg and bobby come walking in and greg says alice the news can't be all that bad. Alice says, well, you know what they say. No news is good news. Bobby asks why she's cutting them up. Alice says, I'm not cutting up papers. I'm creating. Greg asks what she's creating. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you're freaking me out because you're staring at me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Greg asks what she's creating. Alice says, pom-poms. Jan is trying out for the pom-pom girls, and I'm creating pom-poms. <laughs> I'm just listening to you read. <laughs> I do this all the time. Do you, like, look at me? Yeah. I always read along. Like, oh, that, way, that way, when you stumble, I go, uh, sound oh, it out. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, fine, I want to join. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't care. No, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. <sighs> Alice says, pom-poms. Jana's trying out for the pom-pom girls, and I'm creating pom-poms. It's a lot of pom-poms. <laughs> Greg says, oh, I get it. You mean like <clears throat> when the guy's addicted to scratchy lattos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see you got it. No. Oh, I get it. You cut up strips of paper, tie them to spoons, pom-poms. Alice says, oh, now you get it. And how about a little help? Greg and Bobby agree and begin to help cutting up paper. Greg says, pom-pom girls are really important. Last year, our team was terrible, but the cheers were great. Alice asks, like what, for instance? Greg stands up and begins to do a cheer. I say, hey, hey, what do you say? Who's going to win the game today? <laughs> I say, ho, ho, what do you know? The score we've got? Has got to go. I say, hey, hey, ho, ho. Come on, team. Let's go, go, go. And he finishes up with a big jump in the air. Bobby says, hey, that's great. Go, go, go. <laughs> Alice says. Then he, then he makes monkey sounds. <laughs> Alice says, well, I hate to say it, fellas, 
But I think we did it better in my day. Oh, shit. Greg asks, like, what? <laughs> They're about to have a rap battle. Yeah, right? Like, what? They're about to throw down. That's what the kids say now. Oh, okay. Day. They're about to get served. <laughs> yeah. Alice jumps up and says, all right. And Jimmy is going to do this one. Okay. So go ahead. Popcorn, peanuts, onion soup. We want a touchdown and I have to poop. <laughs> That's not what no, it, it says. We want a touchdown. Boop, boop, be doo. <laughs> boop, boop, be doo. to say fast. <laughs> <laughs> but she did. I think I thought Greg did a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Like he could have easily been a cheerleader. Really. <clears throat> Greg mocks her and says, I think that's kind of old fashioned, Alice. Oh, damn. <clears throat> Alice says, well, in my day, it was as right on as it is heavy, man, as today. <laughs> Bobby says, hey, I heard a great cheer at Peter's basketball game the other day. But I'll need some help from you guys, okay? They agree. Bobby stands up and says, Give me a B. B. Give me another B. B. Give me another B. B. What does it spell? Greg and Alice just look at each other. Bobby yells again. What does that spell? Greg looks at Bobby and asks, What does it spell? Bobby then begins to pluck his lip with his finger, <laughs> mocking this sound. I love this. was funny as shit. <laughs> this was so funny. Alice and Greg laugh. Alice holds up the pom-poms and says, hey, they're finished. How do they look? Greg says they look great, and Bobby suggests she tries them out. Alice agrees and stands up. She holds two pom-poms in her hands and does a jump as she raises them up into the sky. They all fall apart. And strips of newspaper go everywhere. It would have been funny if, uh, if Bobby would bust up, but bust it out with <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Sorry. <clears throat> um, why is she having to make pom poms? I well, it's like, this is the cheapest fucking school I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's just for tryouts for practice at home. <laughs> this isn't like for school. <laughs> they have their own pom poms at school. Um. I liked, I like, I'm not gonna lie, I like Bobby's cheer the best. Greg did a pretty good job on the cheer, but Bobby's <laughs> had me fucking cracking up. And also, those are the ugliest pom poms I've ever seen in my life. Well, they're just paper, so yeah, they're pretty ugly. So, Alice says that, like, back in her day at her school, and they, they said for the football team, right? But didn't Alice go to an all girls school? Okay. Do they have a football team? Cheerleaders go to every game, football or otherwise. Yeah, but they said her cheerleaders at the football games used to do this oh. cheer. But she went to an all-girls school. Dallas specif- specifies football team? Yeah, she says, uh, I don't know, like somewhere in there she hmm. said something about football. They may have had them uh, do football games for the all-boys school. I kind of thought that too. So. You think they wore long ankle-length t-shirt, uh, skirts? <laughs> I don't know. And like big sweaters? Uh. Maybe they were maid outfits. <laughs> yeah, she went to an all-girl maid school. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe maybe they wore none outfits. Maybe. That would have been a bad habit. Like none outfits? Like they just were naked? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a bad habit. <laughs> Did you... Yeah. <clears throat> I was hoping you would say, you mean like a habit? Like No, I mean like every time. <laughs> you didn't fall for it. All right, scene That's 14. Right. Later in the backyard, we see Jan and Cindy. Jan begins to do stretches, and Cindy 
while placing a tape recorder down asks, how can you practice being a pom-pom girl without any pom-poms? Jan says, Alice is making me some. Jan starts doing high leg kicks and (laughs) and kicks one of her legs so hard that her shoe comes flying off. And just as Carol is coming out of the house, she catches it. Carol laughs and says, I've heard of flying saucers, but shoes? (laughs) Jan says, I was just warming up, Mom. Alice comes out with two mop heads in her hands. Jan says, those look like mops, Alice. Alice says, well, when they're down here, they're mops. But when they're up here, they're pom-poms. Alice raises the mop heads above her head and one of them... <laughs> One of them whaps Carol in the face. <laughs> Alice adds, it's the best I could do with short notice. <laughs> Jan thanks her for the pom-poms. Carol says, well, come on, honey. Let's see if you can do your stuff. Jan cues Cindy to press play on the tape recorder. Music plays as Jan is doing a bitch basic pom-pom routine along with the music. <laughs> with her tongue sticking out, Carol is clapping along to cheer her on. Okay, yeah. her. I'm not gonna lie. Her kick, her kicking her shoe, fucking cracked me up too. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was such funny. perfect time. You did because you never saw her, and I and I went back and rewound it a couple of times. You never see her fucking with her shoes. Yeah. You never see her step on the heel to pull her foot out. It. I don't know how she did it, but that shit just fucking flew off on its own. It was perfect <laughs> timing. It's awesome. Um, it may have even been an accident. She may have done it inadvertently, and then they were like, you know what? It'd be funny if we had Carol catch the shoe. <laughs> um, maybe. Also, that's Mike's recorder from the previous episode. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah, noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, also, I, I got to hand it to Eve Plum. She's strange, surprisingly athletic. Yeah. Like she does a straight, straight up back bend at the beginning of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's impressive. And then she stands back up again from the back mm-hmm. bend. Yeah. So I got to hand it. She's pretty good. <laughs> um, I use the word whap. <laughs> she hits her with that wet ass pussy. Whap, whap, um, whap. But uh, another thing, too, like something I noticed, too, is like, first of all, I had to Google what a mop, like the term mop head, because mm-hmm. I was like, what do you call those? Like, there, you can't say mop because there's no stick attached to it. So I'm like, like, um, I started putting like mop raggedy and thingy, you know, I was like, so I just had to Google it and I was like, mop head. You know, what's funny oh, about fuck. that is in the next scene, I didn't even catch the line where she says. Alice Wapno's mop heads. So if you look at my note for Stevens 15, Mm -hmm. the note is she has mop heads, LMAO. Yeah. So like, I I didn't have to Google it. I just know it. Well, she says mop head in the last scene. Right. (laughs) What? (laughs) Because I just got done saying the sentence. I didn't even hear her what she said. Oh, okay. Mop head. Yeah, like, but she says the last thing. I'm like, you're, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, the fun God, thing. Over here. Like, the fun Matt thing Lock. that I noticed is um, it's pom pom. Right. But pom pom backwards is. Mama. <laughs> huh? I was like, this is fun. <laughs> That's weird. So <laughs> so maybe if they hold the, the mop head up to a mirror, it'll look like a pom pom. See what I did there? See what I did there? Yeah. But oh, then maybe shit. they should hold themselves to a mirror. <laughs> maybe they should. Maybe they should see themselves. Oh, God. All right. Scene 15. Meanwhile, we see Mike and Marsha watching from the family room window. That is an odd pairing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Marsha, yeah. Mike laughs and says, well, she certainly is working hard at it. 
Marcia says, I sure hope she makes it, Dad. Hey, maybe I can show her a few... What? It sounds like this whole time, like, they think she just sucks. Because Mike is like, well, well, you know, I mean, she is working hard. <laughs> She's like, yeah, may- maybe I can show her a few things. Like, you know, it just sounds like they're trying to politely say that she sucks ass. Right. She says, hey, maybe I could show her a few steps I learned from when I was trying out for pom-pom girls. Mike sighs and says, Marsha, I know you want to be helpful, but I think under the circumstances, you better not. Mike says, yeah, I'm the last person she'd want help from, but I'm sure rooting for her. Mike says, well, I think she'd like to know that. Why don't you tell her? Marsha smiles and says, I sure will. And walks off away from the outside and away from Jan. Completely opposite direction. <laughs> that's why. Um, yeah, I put again, that's Marsha's polite way of saying that Jan sucks. <laughs> maybe, maybe I could offer help. Um, you could tell that Cindy sits like that all the time between takes. <laughs> because she just climbed up there. If you watch it, she climbed up there with such ease. Like she had done it a thousand times. At no mm. time did it look like she was going, okay, how do I get up here? Like. If they wanted her to sit there specifically and she never sat there before, I think she would have to think about it because she's sitting on a teeter-totter yeah. and she's having to put her feet on the handles. But she just does it with such ease without even looking. You can tell she's done it a thousand times. Hmm. <clears throat> so I thought that was kind of cool. Cool. Uh, scene 16. Back in the backyard, Jan finishes her routine. Carol and Alice clap and Carol notes to her about how she's been really working on it. Jan says... Yeah, but I have to practice a lot more. Carol's like, yeah, you do. You really do. She goes, that's okay. It's like a lot. Like, <laughs> Is it okay, lot. mom? Is it? Because Carol Carol never says, oh my God, honey, that was great. She's like, you've been working so hard. That's great, honey. You've been, <laughs> you have been working hard. And you're the one that told me about this. You, you, I'm using the analogy that you told me a long time ago. Tell the listeners. Okay. How can you tell? If your baby is ugly. How can you tell if your baby's ugly? Right, yeah. If you have a newborn baby. Yeah. Right. How can you tell if you have a cute baby versus if you have an ugly baby? Well, you you don't. <clears throat> sure you do. You're the one that told me this. I did? Yeah. How can I tell if my anybody, baby's ugly? Anybody. Because you, you had told me because when other people see your baby, if you have an ugly baby. Yeah. <laughs> when other people see your baby, you're like, they're like. Wow, look at his eyes. Look at his head that they'll point out a specific aspect of your baby because yeah. your baby's fucking ugly. And they're like, man, he's got a lot of hair. Man, he's he's going to be tall. Like, look at. But if you have a cute baby, they just straight up say he's cute. I don't remember saying that. The only thing I ever compare th- that I don't like is when people, usually it's women, will say, like a newborn baby, be like, oh, look, he looks just like his daddy. Or he's got his daddy's eyes. Or he look, I'm like, he looks it like looks, a fucking raisin. Like what no, are you talking to me about? it looks just like a baby. Right, like, right. It doesn't look like anything or anybody yeah. to me. Like I don't get it. And but you had told me that when, when I think when Jake was first born, you're like you watch and see. He's like you're like if somebody if somebody has an ugly baby, they're like wow, look at how well, look at his ear. I He's got it. his mom's it sounds eyes. Sounds like somebody might say something like that. I guess. <clears throat> That's funny. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm funny, huh, Jim? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's all my notes. All right. All right, so this is where we take our next break. So Jan is trying out for the pom-pom girls at school. She's really practicing a lot so she can get on the team. That'll show her sister. Mm -hmm. We'll be back. 
Undisturbed. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, 71.2, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. And we're back. Ooh, excuse me. No. Jimmy drinking a Dr. Pepper. Not a sponsor. Had you ever thought about or wanted to become a cheerleader? Um, no. I did. Did you? Yeah, I, I had. I took this one math class in 10th grade. And the teacher, I can't remember her name, but the teacher okay. was the head of the cheerleading squad. Okay. Right. And I started thinking about it because I was always curious about sports, but I was always afraid to play it. They wanted me to wrestle in high school because I was so skinny, but I said no, because they told me they would have to lose five pounds and I was already like 115 pounds and I didn't want to lose right. more weight. Um, then they wanted me to bowl and I'm like, <laughs> you want me to get picked on even more than I already do? Like hmm. fucking bowl? Kind of part home a championship, Jimmy. Okay. Okay. Um, that's what they told me about wrestling. Like you could be state champion. I'm like, yeah, by default, who the fuck, who the fuck wrestles 110? <laughs> Anyways. So I had this idea. I'm like, what if I tried cheerleading? Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's male cheerleaders. Like I could be the first male cheerleader at the school. Because that's not worse than bowling or (laughs) (laughs) or wrestling. You're on a squad full of a bunch of girls that the guy in the school likes. I hear you. And I was already doing chorus and dramas. You think I I was embarrassed by looking gay? No. (laughs) Now, if you would have brought this to me and said, you know what we should do? I don't remember that at all. So first I'm hearing this. If you would have said, dude, let's try out for the cheerleading. And I would have first I would have been like, why? And then if you would have pitched it like this. Like, dude, think about it. We can be the only dudes that we get to put our hands on, you know. And I would, I would have been like, "You talked me into it. Let's fucking yeah, yeah, do yeah. it. Let's I mean, do it." If you we gotta do it together, though. If you think back in your high school spank bank, like, look at the kind of girls that were on the cheerleading squad. Yeah, yeah. I got you. <clears throat> so I asked. Some Ms. of those girls are still hot today. <laughs> Mrs. Harris was her name. What? Mrs. Harris. Mm-hmm. So I went to Miss Harris and I was like, "Hey." um, is there a rule saying that guys can't be on the cheerleading squad? She's like, no, not at all. I'm like, then why don't you have guys on the cheerleading squad? She's like, because no guys want to be on the cheerleading squad. <laughs> yeah. And I said, so so somebody could audition or like try out for the cheerleading squad. She's like, yeah, they could. I'm like, cool. So like, when are tryouts? And she's like, you're too small. You can't. 
I'm like, what do you mean? She's she like, wasn't for me. She's like, well, we would need guys that could like toss girls in the air and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, no offense. I just, I don't know if you can do that. I go, like, oh, cool. So I remember I was so deflated thinking, not only can I not play sports, <laughs> I got told no by the fucking cheerleading squad. They won't even, I mean, it's not like I tried out and they said no. They mm. wouldn't even let me try out. <laughs> I got told no by a bunch of cheerleaders. That's fucked up. That's uh, weightism, and I'm not. I'm not condone that. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if it was whatever you call it, but basically, <laughs> they said no because of my weight. Yeah, it's weightism. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> they were discriminating me on my size. I don't know what you were talking about, but that's basically it. Yeah, we were like really small, so we, we probably, were. Yeah, yeah. It would have been like, okay, I may not be able to throw girls up in the air, but surely there must be. It's a team sport, so like, oops. What if there was two of us guys? I bet you two of us together could throw somebody up. Probably, yeah. But I mean, at least we didn't do anything like swim team or anything. <laughs> I was on the swim team for like a month. Did you get to wear the speedo? No, I never even wore speedo. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, you just seem disappointed. <laughs> no, well, well you, had, you didn't wear them, you know, there. Right. Let's be. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we've wasted enough time. Yes, we have. People's ears. Mm-hmm. All right. So when we left off, Jan has been feeling like she's always a Marcia's shadow. Mm. So to the advice of her parents, she decides to succeed at something on her own. She's trying out for the pom-pom girls at school. Jan is really trying hard to get onto the team. Hopefully, it pays off for her. Scene 17. Later in the girls' room, upstairs, we see Jan working on a sketch in a sketch pad. Hmm. Which, uh, why did they do that? She looked like she was pretty good. Like, yeah, right. That would have been like an art contest. Well, that's the, that's the thing I was sitting there thinking about watching this. I'm thinking, it, she's never been into pom-pom. Like, what the fuck? Like, Marsha has always been into, like, the academic kind of stuff that she's pursuing. Greg has always been into basketball. You know, Peter's always been into like baseball and football. I mean, why is she picking? She's never been into pom poms. Like, what the fuck? Like, is this like yet another episode where they're just trying to accumulate trophies and that's all they really care about? Like, well, she wanted to do something that Marcia couldn't do. That's a lame excuse. I'm sorry. But no, I feel like the parents should have said that. Well, like, why do you care so much about beating Marcia? Just why don't you just get good at something? Yeah. Even if it is the same thing Marcia's going to like, who cares? Well, Let's just keep going on the episode. Maybe she learns her lesson. Maybe. Marsha comes in and says, Jan, I was watching you rehearse before, and I want you to know that I think you're doing great. Jan smiles and asks, you really do, Marsha? Marsha starts blowing smoke up her ass and says, you might even be chosen to be the leader. (laughs) Miss Pom Pom. Jan smiles and says, wow, thanks. Marsha says, well, I just wanted you to know how I felt. That's all. Jan says, that means a lot to me, Marsha. Well, first off, my first note is this is 100% a throwaway scene. I don't think so. I think it's nice and important. Also, like, if you look really closely, you could see Marsha turn around and go. (laughs) So so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Scene 18. Later in the backyard, Jan is practicing again in front of Cindy, Carol, and Alice. Behind her, Peter and Bobby sneak up and begin mocking her and dancing like her. Jan sees this and turns around and says, what are you doing? 
Peter says, hey, we're just trying to help. That's all. Carol says, hey, that's a good idea. (laughs) Bobby, you get over there. And Peter, you stand right there. Jan could use some help. Uh, Alice joins in on the fun. Oh, yes. You boys would make lovely pom-pom girls. Peter shakes his head and says, I'm not going to be any pom-pom girl. Bobby adds, I'm not even going to be a pom-pom boy. Mm. And they both run off. Carol and Alice laugh. (laughs) Jan looks at them and says, I really could use some help. Carol jumps up and says, okay, I once won a twist contest. Ooh, old lady. Yeah, right. Alice joins in too and says, and I may have one good kick left. Hmm. They join Jan on each side of her. Jan shows them a new move and they all join in together until Hmm. Alice hurts herself shocking didn't see that coming they ask what's the matter alice says it's my two-way stretch i think it just went in three ways and she slowly walks off i have no idea what a two-way stretch is no idea but it just went three ways yeah but i didn't even bother looking it up i was like i don't care (laughs) it was just a predictive predictable joke i knew it was gonna happen is that like double jointed maybe i have no idea um why is Jan wasting her time teaching Alice and Carol how to do things instead of just rehearsing? Yeah. Like she needs time rehearsing and, and well, wait a minute. Let me teach you guys this routine. Why? What the fuck? They're not auditioning. <laughs> You're just having fun, I guess, for a moment. <laughs> no. I love how, I don't know if you've noticed, but Carol fucking loses it when Alice gets hurt. She fucking cracks up at that shit. <laughs> I didn't see it. That is so fucked up. <laughs> Alice, you dumb fuck. All right, scene 19. Tryouts have begun. Jan is on stage in the school auditorium with the other girls who are trying out. There are faculty members sitting in the audience as judges. One girl is currently doing her tryout while Jan sits and watches. The girl finishes her routine, and now Jan is called to the front of the stage for her tryout. Even Marsha has come to watch the tryouts and is watching from the side of the stage. Jan completes her tryout and does just as well as the girl before. At least I thought so anyway. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I thought the girl before was way better. Because no, she had more energy, I guess. Exactly, yeah. That's a cheerleader. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's got to be bigger than life. Mm-hmm. More energy. Motivation. The judges are now tallying their votes and talking amongst each other. Even Marcia is crossing her fingers, literally. The main judge stands up and says, You were all wonderful girls, but as you know, we are only choosing four pom-pom girls. And the ones we selected to represent the school this year are Gloria Harper. Clap, 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 clap. Katie Rand, which is Jan's friend. Oh, shit. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, Judy Smith. And Laura Richmond. Marsha's smile turns into a frown. Jan... John. <laughs> John. <laughs> Jan sits on the bench with a sad look on her face, but she quickly shakes it off and picks up her pom-poms and leaves the stage. So, real quickly, sorry. This is kind of fucked up because her friend Katie, exactly. she was like, I'm going to, and she's like, I'm going to do it too. Holy shit, that's a fucking great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Katie hadn't fucking done it, Jan might have been picked. Probably not. That's How many girls see. are fucking trying out? Well, there was two that didn't get it. Her and another girl. Okay, so it's if 50, friend, 50 Right, but if her friend had got it, then she would have been the only one that did. 
That's pretty funny. James probably um, like, oh my god, I can't believe I made it. It's gonna be so much fun. James probably like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Bye. Isn't this gonna be fun, Jim? Oh, oh, sorry, Jim. Sorry. Are you sure? I thought that you said your name. <laughs> sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Um, <laughs> Honest. But I'm sure Jim will get a participation trophy, right? Right, time. <laughs> right? No. That, no. Okay. Scene twenty. Next, we see Marsha in the family room talking to Mike and Carol. Marsha says, I wanted to go cheer Jan up, but I thought I'd just make her more upset. Mike, while reading a paper, says, Jan wanted it so badly, too. Carol, while decorating flowers for some reason, says, <laughs> she works so hard for it. Marsha continues, if there's any way I thought it'd make her feel better, I'd gladly give back all my awards. Mike <laughs> says, when she gets home, let's not bring up the pom-pom thing. If she wants to talk about it, she will. Marsha adds, I doubt it. She's absolutely miserable. Just then, Jan comes running into the family room screaming, Mom, I have terrific news. Carol, dumbass Carol, actually asks, You made the pom-pom team? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame Mike didn't warn her to not talk about it. Jan says, no, but remember my essay on Americanism? I won the contest. I finished first out of the whole school. Mike and Carol boast how great that is. Jan goes on, after I bombed out of the pom-pom tryouts, Mrs. Watson was waiting to tell me. My essay won a 98 out of a possible 100 points. Mike brightens up and says, 98? Jan says, yeah, it's the highest anybody ever got. The closest was Nora Coons with 95. Carol says, oh, Jan, we're so proud of you. Jan adds again, Monday in front of the whole school, I'm going to be presented with a certificate from the Honor Society. Marsha says, I'll make that the headline in the school newspaper. Marsha goes into journalism mode and asks, uh, tell me, Mrs. Brady, how does it feel to be a celebrity? Jan jumps into, into celebrity character and says, no different, darling. I'm so used to it. I've been one for almost an hour. <laughs> Marcia continues with the joke by looking at Carol and says, as a mother of a celebrity, would you care to tell us anything about her childhood? Carol plays along and says, oh, yes, I'd love to. You know, she always was a genius. She learned to say mummy and daddy before she was six years old. They all laugh. <laughs> Marsha, still doing the bit, says, one more question, please. But is interrupted by celebrity Jan, and she says, sorry, miss. I can't go on any longer. It's been a most exhausting day. Jan does a dramatic exit. Carol says, well, everything's back to normal. <laughs> Jan does a pretty good British accent. She does way better than Carol does. I can tell by your delivery. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. yeah. Uh, I don't know. The way you read it, it sounded the fucking same. But <laughs> um, oh, I thought the uh, the journalist bit went on too long. <laughs> I thought so too. Yeah. I was like, this is like, ah, it's funny. And then like another question, I'm like, fuck, really? Like that was yeah. enough. And then it's like one more question. I was like, oh my god, are you fucking? It, it would have been me? a little bit funny if she had something in her hand, like a microphone or like a tape recorder, you know, yeah. what I mean? to like pretend. But, but I liked how, like, in the third question, Jan cut it short. Nope, sorry, no more questions. I was like, oh, thank God. That's probably Eve Plum getting tired of the stupid bit. <laughs> bit went on way too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scene twenty-one. 
Later, Jan is up in her room, sitting at the desk, admiring her paper. She says, finally, I did it. I did something Marcia hasn't done in her whole life. Mm. Jan opens up the binder to see her 98 score broken down by categories. She reads them off. Spelling, 15. Grammar, 14. Neatness, 14. Originality of idea, 15. Composition, 15. Presentation, 10. Literary style, 10. Jan pauses for a moment and says, Wait, that only adds up to 93. Jan double checks her work and says, It is only 93. I didn't win. Nora Coons did. Mm. Just then, Alice comes barging into the room and says, Congratulations, Honor Society Woman of the Year, and gives her a big hug. Alice continues, I'm going to bake you a cake the size of Mount Rushmore, but much sweeter. And then leaves the room just as the boys and Cindy come running in and they pick her up and celebrate her achievement. Greg looks over and sees it on the desk and says, Hey, is this it? I want to see it. Jan snatches it from him before he gets a chance to look at it. Greg insists he just wants to see her terrific score. Jan says that she doesn't want it smudged or anything. Cindy adds, I hope I grew up to be as smart as you. Bobby looks at Cindy and says, yeah, you could use it. <laughs> He's called her ugly. Yeah. Greg congratulates her once more, and they all leave the room. Jan ponders her pickle and looks around the room at Marcia's wards again and thinks to herself, you finally did something Marcia never did. You're not going to throw that away, are you? Jan says out loud, I guess everybody would be awfully disappointed. Jan thinks for a few more moments. They they use this scene in the parody movie. Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 heavily because there's a slight creep factor about this whole thing. Like okay. when she starts hearing herself, and they played that up in the parody movie. They really made it sound like Marge, like it was slightly like reverberation going on in it and stuff. Like, and she you can yeah. tell she's like, going, oh yeah, she was shit. like going, hey, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, her never her parents never bothered to read that essay. They must be proud of her. <laughs> they were never like yeah. let's read an award-winning essay let me see it like yeah. let me read it but instead they were just like cool anyways i'm gonna go back to my paper <laughs> like he was literally fucking reading when she told him that he was literally sitting there reading something and he's like um, I don't, why would i read that shit when the newspaper's edited like <laughs> scene 22 it's monday morning in the auditorium the whole school is seated and ready for the award ceremony mrs watson is called out to the mic to give the award mrs watson says as you all know, this is the time of year that all the students compete for the Honor Society. Jan quickly runs out and interrupts Mrs. Watson. She whispers in her ear and then shows her the score breakdown in her binder. Mike and Carol are off in the wings and are confused as to what is going on. The student body all begin to chatter as to what is going on. Mrs. Watson hugs Jan and steps back into the mic and says, I'm afraid the announcement I was about to make has to be changed. I just learned that an error was made in the scoring of the essay contests. Mike and Carol look confused. Mrs. Oh, my voice. Mike and Carol look confused. Mrs. Watson goes on. The winner of the honor society award is not Jan Brady. It is Nora Coombs with a score of 95. Chatter begins within the students. Mike and Carol look at each other. Jan has a look of nervousness on her face. Mrs. Watson goes on. Well, we'll we'll present Nora's award next week so that the parents can be present. 
Mrs. Watson looks in the wings and looks at Jan and smiles. She turns back to the mic. I wish I had a special award for Jan Brady for calling the error to my attention. She has today set a standard of sportsmanship and honesty that truly gives meaning to the words honor society. Jan now has tears in her eyes. Mrs. Watson goes on. I'm sure Jan's parents are very proud of her. Her behavior today should set an example for all of us. The students all clap. <laughs> um, you can plainly see that the guy at the beginning that introduces her has his yep. lines posted on the clipboard. You can you can see where they're <laughs> cut out from the script because it's like a yellow colored legal pad. Yeah. And then you can plainly see where he cut out his lines and posted them on there. <laughs> um, in my opinion, that teacher should be fired. That's a pretty fucked up thing to do to a kid. She's the one that did the scoring? So Aaron in scoring, yeah. She did it though? I'm assuming so. It was just, she's the, she was the teacher. Yeah, but I don't think she did the scoring. But she graded it. Oh, no, it's graded by judges. Yeah. Either somebody needs to be fired. <laughs> I think it's a bit extreme. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Scene 23. That was the scene that kind of brought did tears to my... I don't know. Scene 23. Moments later... I mean, not to me, because I'm a man. But I mean, my son who was watching yeah, it with me. Yeah, crying like, like a little like, girl. Yeah, right? Scene 23. Moments later, Jan is talking with Mike and Carol backstage. Jan says, I wanted to win so badly, I didn't know what to do. Carol says, well, Jan, sometimes when we lose, we win. And Mike says, what the fuck are you talking about? No. <laughs> Jan's like, or Mike is like, I wouldn't even say that shit. <laughs> Jan, Mike's just like, this is all you in this episode. So. <laughs> Jan hugs Carol and Mike hugs them both. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Scene 24. The next day in the girls' room, Jan and Marsha are in bed working on homework. Marsha says, You really created a sensation yesterday, Jan. Jan asks, Oh? Marsha goes on, Yeah, my room is still buzzing about it today. Jan says, Thanks. Just then, Cindy comes into the room. She slumps onto the bed with a big sigh and says, Hi. Hi. Jan asks, what's the matter? Cindy looks at Jan and says, you're the matter. Ooh. Jan asks, what do you mean? Cindy goes on, they changed my room at school today. I got one of your old teachers. Jan says, so what? Cindy continues, she heard about what you did. Now all I hear all day is what a great sister I have. Jan, Jan, Jan. Oh, there it is. Oh, shit. Marcia says, look, Cindy, some of us are good at some things and some of us are good at others. Hmm. Jan adds, that's right. Find out what you do best and do your best with it. Cindy says, it isn't going to be easy. Jan asks, why? Cindy says, I'm good at so many different things. Hmm. They all just laugh. <laughs> so Cindy's line, Jan, Jan, Jan. Yeah. is so much funnier today than it was at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like what I mean by that is I don't think the producers or the director or the writers would have had any way of knowing that Marsha, Marsha, Marsha would go viral like it did. Right. And that this is before viral existed, but you don't know. No, I know what you mean. Um, so to put Cindy's line in it. Yeah. It, it works so well because yeah. I mean, they would have had no way of knowing that Marsha's line would have been funny. So to put Jan's line or to put Cindy's line in it, that's such a great line. Mm -hmm. so, it's like so much it. funnier today than it was back at the time. 
Yeah, I agree with that. So it's definitely matured, like fine wine. <laughs> All right, scene 25, down in the family room. No, mm-hmm. like down the valley. Oh, oh. Okay, sorry. Down in the family room, Alice is cleaning up and humming a happy tune. Mm. Greg walks in and says, did you get some last night? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, ah, you got new batteries, right? Sorry. Sorry no. <laughs> No, Sam is out of town. I meant. It's like, no, it plugs into the wall. I mean, wait. <laughs> Greg walks in and says, you seem like you're in a good mood. Alice says, yes, I am. And it's all thanks to you. And Greg's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's like, well, don't tell anybody. <laughs> what you keep in your spank bank. Greg says, me? What did I do? Alice says, well, you cut my housework in half. Greg says, how did I do that? Alice says, by teaching me all those cheers. You know the way I I always dust shelves like this? Pretty dull work, right? Greg agrees. Alice grabs two rags now as pom-poms and waves them across the shelves while cheering. Ricky, rack, rickety, rust. <laughs> I almost heard this. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Ricky, rack, rickety, rust. Give it a flick and away goes the dust. Ricky, rack, rickety, rust. Give it a flick and away goes the dust. Hmm. Greg just laughs. <laughs> you know, she did the same thing. <laughs> What's that? Okay, making sure that wasn't your note. That was the same thing she was saying in her bed last night. Hell yeah. Give it a flick and it goes the dust. <laughs> I, I I felt like this was this episode was kind of lame. Like, eh, it was a little weak. Yeah, yeah. It's this one. It's almost as if they just gamble on the whole Marsh, Marsh, Martha thing and thought that would carry the whole episode. But I know that's not true because they would have no way of knowing, but I don't know. I just, I felt like this was kind of like a little bit. All right. So we had fun here today. We do love the show. We are not sexist or racist. We're not anyist. That's right. Not is or of any kind. Nope. So let's assign some homework there, Jimmy. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's start with, uh, go check out the website. It's a very, very, bye, 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 bye. A very Brady podcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Castbox. Tell a couple of friends about the show. Spread the word. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show. A very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and the fun. It's called A Very Brady Facebook group. Check out the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash A Very Brady podcast. Or check out our Instagram at A Very Brady Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Get updates. And most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. 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 Speaking of which, your homework, <clears throat> if you choose to accept it. Tack's going to tell you what your homework is for next week's episode. All right. So next week's episode is season three, episode 11, entitled Click. Which, hey, this is the one that Jenny really likes. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's the one she wants to be on. Okay. All right. Uh, And it is about Greg joins the high school football team and becomes a starter. Whatever that means. (laughs) Like for a car? Like his sister goes, (laughs) like that. But Carol doesn't want him to play because he might get injured. Meanwhile, Bobby annoys his family when he becomes a photographer and takes surprise pictures of them. <laughs> and does he does he make monkey sounds when he does it? <laughs> All right. So anything else? Um, I do not believe so. All right. 
Cool. So it's been fun. Um, I have been Jimmy. I have been Tack. And this has been the Very Ready Podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.